This spring, Portage Health Foundation promised to grant $50,000 to local volunteer emergency services departments. After sorting through applications, we're proud to announce funding to volunteer departments in Amique, Alloway, Aura, Calumet Village, Copper Harbor, Dollar Bay, Houghton City, Lake Linden, Lorium, McMillan, Quincy Franklin Hancock Township, and Staten, as well as Superior Search and Rescue. See a full list of funded projects by Portage Health Foundation at phfgive.org news. Welcome back to Copper Country Today, brought to you by the Portage Health Foundation. You can learn more about them at phfgive.org. This segment is going to be broken up into two parts, highlighting two different events happening next weekend. The first is the Keweenaw Chamber presenting Community Night Out. Tara Ahrens, who is the manager of the Keweenaw Chamber, is joining me now. And Tara, why don't we start with a rather simple question. How did Community Night Out come about? Um, we had talked with the city of Holland Hancock about wanting to do something for the end of summer. So Bridgefest gets canceled, and that's kind of the, the early summer staple around here. And we decide that, well, we don't want to go a whole summer in the Houghton Hancock area without something, right? That was the beginning of a summer event. Let's do an end of summer event, and it kind of just all really fell together. It's going to be a fun day for sure. Now you have two cities and you got a bunch of private sponsors as well. Was it kind of like, you know, herding cats to make sure that this got pulled off correctly? No, everything. As soon as we started talking about it, a lot of people actually just came to us and were interested in doing things. And um, there was no issues finding any sponsors for the event either. So you've got the city of Houghton doing their own thing, the city of Hancock doing their thing, and in between there's the fireworks. So maybe we should kind of talk about uh, maybe each city and what they're bringing to this event to make it what it's going to be. The city of Houghton seems to be focusing more on kind of the arts and the cultural side of things. Yes, the city of Houghton is planning an art on the town event in the downtown Houghton parking decks from 4 to 7 p.m. Art and homemade crafts and a lot more. Um, there's lots of room to participate. There's no fee and vendors are encouraged to call to register. And there's also going to be live music during the event from the Q&A Clown Band from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. So that'll be fun. And then on the other side of the water, we have the city of Hancock doing some events in Porvu Park starting at 6 o'clock, correct? Yeah, starting at 6 o'clock, they're going to have live music by the Rewind Band. And that's going to be going on until the fireworks start. And then the fireworks themselves are actually based just off of Hancock Beach, right? Yes, right near there. And those are going to be starting at dusk, so roughly about 9.15 p.m. As far as the display goes, is it roughly the same size as what we would see during Bridgefest? Yes, so um, we're going for a very, um, it's going to be a 15-minute show, and we're going for a pretty, like, intense, so <laughs> it's going to be a really good show. It's going it's, it, We're working with the company that we work with, Bridgefest, so it's going to be the same people, same show, and we just really want um, people to come out and enjoy it. It's going to be a good, fun evening. But before we get to the fireworks show, there's going to be a boat parade. A boat parade, and that's something that's new and exciting. And, um, yeah, the theme is going to be light up the canal. So that's going to kick off at 8.15. We want people to meet at the Super 8 docks and line up from there. And um, we have some good news, too. The Kiwana Convention and Visitors Bureau are sponsoring that event. And um, the grand prize for the best decorated boat is going to be $1,000. So really encourage people to come out and um, 
you're able to watch the fireworks on the water as well. So come out and line up and enjoy the boat parade and have a chance to win $1,000. So who came up with the idea for the boat parade? Because that's not something that's been traditionally done around here, right? That has not, as far as I know, um, not with any events that the chamber has worked on. So this was um, discussed between the cities and then um, it was able to be pulled off and stuff like that. So between the city of Houghton and Hancock, that came up with the idea and now we're just running with it and we hope for a great turnout. And you got the theme. What was that again? Light up the canal. So that's pretty broad. It seems like you could go a lot of different directions with that, depending on how you want to decorate your boat. Yes, it doesn't need to be any, um, like, 4th of July theme or any, like, any, like, red, white, and blue or anything like that. Um, just light up your boat the best you can and um, make it creative and fun. And they will be essentially going from the Super 8 dock about 8.30, and then they're making their way to the other side of the bridge, close to where the fireworks will be going off by 8.45 or so, right? Yes, that's correct. So not only do you get some fun, maybe you win $1,000, but you'll have essentially the best seat in the house when the fireworks actually start. Yes, on the water is definitely the best seat. (laughs) And on top of that, one of the stations here at Houghton Community Broadcasting, 97.7, will be doing the music that kind of supports the show. Yes, so make sure to tune into that and it will be synced. And as far as Community Night Out, did we miss anything, or have we covered that event pretty good? Um, I think we covered that event pretty good. That's what we have going on, and of course, if anything else comes up, we're happy to share and just take a look at our social media. Speaking of the chamber itself, how are things going? I mean, obviously, we have begun to reopen. Are you seeing some more traffic and maybe some more interest from area businesses? Yes, so things are going great down at the Chamber. Our visitor center is open from 9 to 1 right now. Um, We're seeing a lot of foot traffic come in, a lot of phone calls. We're still sending a lot of information out. People are inquiring about the fall colors, so that's coming up and on our radar where we see, of course, a lot of tourists in the area. Um, As for, I mean, businesses are doing great, too. It's been a good season for the um, businesses in the area especially up north and stuff like that. And we're having join the chamber and reaching out about benefits. So it's been a good summer so far. The Keweenaw seems to be in the middle of a tourism surge. Has the chamber and maybe the Keweenaw Convention and Visitors Bureau been ground zero for new visitors? Are they stopping by your place first just to see what we have to offer? A lot of um, tourists stop in our visitor center because we are in Houghton and we're along the way a lot of the times but um of course there's the visitors bureau in calumet that has a lot of information as well so between the two of us i feel like we definitely tackle the visitors that come to the area for sure and what are some of the benefits for area businesses who become a member of the chamber of commerce okay so there's lots of different benefits um starting at our lowest level which is a nonprofit, um you have access to our notary services our bulk mailing permits um one of the unique benefits we have is accident fund insurance so you get a um, discount with your insurance plan of like workers comp insurance up to five percent so a lot of people don't know about that and as soon as they do find out about it they're always asking questions about it and it's it really helps their business if it works out for them. Um, you have access to posts on our online job board. Um, we share a lot of stuff on social media as well. 
You have access to our um, SBAM membership, so that's the Small Business Association of Michigan. So when you become a member of the chamber, you automatically, at no matter what level, become a member of SBAM as well. Um, you have access to all of our online directory on the QNA Chamber website. You have business referrals, notary services. You're able to um, have different events. We're able to promote your different events. You're able to get in our Q&A cash program as well. So there's a lot of benefits. There's a ton of them. We encourage you to take a look at our website um, and find which increment would work best for you and your business. I would assume with things like, say, workers' cap insurance, that discount, that that almost pays for membership by itself. Many times it does, yes. That discount would pay for your membership plus some. So it's a, it's a, it can be a huge discount to your business. So we always encourage people to at least look into it and see if it would work out. What are you hearing so far about, say, fall color season? I know that's always one that's circled on the radar at the tourism end of things. Yeah, so fall colors right now, we're hearing that they're going to be a little bit earlier this year. I know just taking out, going out and taking a drive, you're going to see some colors actually coming through already. So we're anticipating it to be a little bit earlier this year. So maybe the third week in September to the beginning of October. And outside of uh, fall color season, uh, anything else going on with the chamber that people should be aware of, say, heading into the holiday season? Well, a few things actually coming up before the holiday season is on September 7th, we're going to have, um, well, actually Calumet Express Care is going to have an open house from 3 to 6 p.m. So they're located in Calumet, of course. And then on September 8th is our annual golf outing. This is one of our largest events, and it's going to be held at the Portage Lake golf course and we're still accepting teams so that's where we're at with that right now if you are interested in having a team for the golf outing please visit our website at qna.org and sign up we're taking teams until september 3rd so um still able to get a team in so that'll be a really fun day and then on september 28th inner strength in houghton will be having an open house from 1 to 4 p.m so there's a few things still going on in September, towards the end of September. Um, and then going into the holiday season, we have a few events up our sleeves, but we're still working out a few details for those events. Gotcha. As far as the golf outing goes, how many teams are allowed? Is there a cap? If we have 32 teams, which is, of course, the full house, then we're really excited. And um, we really see between 28 and 30 and sometimes 32 teams. So, um I just think we would have a later start if we had a little bit more teams, and that's okay too, but just the team would start later after the shotgun, which is fine. Tara, thank you very much for joining me on Copper Country today. After this very short break, I'll be talking to Christopher Bear from the Copper Harbor Trails Club. Trails Fest is also next weekend. Farmers markets in Michigan's Copper Country are buzzing, and it's time that you went out there and joined in on the fun. It starts with Houghton from 4 to 6 on Tuesdays, Barraga 3 to 5.30 on Wednesdays, Hancock from 3 to 6 on Thursdays, and Saturday morning you have no excuse as Lance, Lake Linden, Calumet, and Bruce Crossing all have markets. You can check out Calumet Lake Linden from 10 to 2, while Bruce Crossing is 9 to 1 and Lance is 9 to noon. Support local farmers markets and visit amazing farmers markets this week. Time to check in with the Copper Harbor Trails Club and Christopher Gee Bear. Trails Fest happening September 3rd through the 5th. If you 
don't have a calendar in front of you, that's this Friday through Sunday. So we will start with the, the Copper Harbor Trails Club, and maybe you just can talk a little bit about the organization and when did it start. And, you know, I know there's a pretty extensive network up that way. So you've been busy over the years. Yeah. I mean, um, the Copper Harbor Trails Club started in 2008. It's a 501c3 nonprofit organization um, with the really the intention to um, promote build and maintain um, human power trails up at the um, in Copper Harbor in in and around the Copper Harbor region yeah so um, currently there's um, eight board members and um, we have one full-time employee Nathan Miller he's our executive director and yeah really what the goal is to just keep maintaining the trail system it's up to um close to 40 miles right now that are within the trail system so the goal is to maintain those trails and constantly looking at um, new opportunities to build new trails so um you know over the course of the years it's you know started smaller it's gained momentum Uh, initially it was all volunteers we didn't have paid employee and then um, we had our first um, executive director a few years back. Her name was Lori. And then Nathan took over about three years ago now. And, yeah, so um, we manage trails. On, the Copper Harbor Trails Club doesn't actually own trails or property that trails are on. We just manage the trails that for the different um, property owners. So those owners include Grand Township. Keweenaw County, Keweenaw Mountain Lodge, Fort Wilkins State Park, and even now um, the kind of East Bluff Bike Park, we're starting to work with them. That's just east of town, the newer um, bike park that's being built by Rock Solid Trails. So, yeah, and also on some state land, too. So, yeah, we're um, really are, we're just kind of stewards of the land, and we raise money to maintain and build those trails. And how extreme are the trails? Do you have to be an expert rider to use them? Uh, no, you don't by any means. Um, you know, the Copper Harbor's uh, mountainous or hilly, you know, so none of the trails are really that flat. But there's definitely um, trails, the back nine trails that are up at the Keweenaw Mountain Lodge. Those were built in 2018. Those were specifically built for intermediate, I mean, for beginners and um, families in mind. So those are some of our tamest trails. There's also some beginner trails around Lake Fannyhoo and um, and the state park through that area in Fort Wilkins. And then the blunt of the system is really intermediate rides. So um, there's probably got to be over 20 miles or more of intermediate um rated trails and then just the smallest percentage at this point is the advanced trails like of course that's a lot of the stuff you see the pictures and the videos from with the jumps and the features and that stuff you know that gets the more attention but really the blunt of the system is geared towards intermediate riders and i would guess that even at the intermediate level that there's some insurance and some liability issues that crop up with providing that type of service The club has always been insured, you know, like most clubs around the country, there's kind of a set standard for what, um, you know, the insurance needs to be. So we work with an insurance agent. We've always carried um, insurance and that names us and the 
um, owners of the property that we work with, you know, they're all named under our insurance policies. And yeah, I'm sure we've heard um, recently that there's been some um, trails that have been delayed openings and that's really for us to um, bring up the insurance policy a little bit more to be for what the new, um, what those landowners want in particular. So yeah, that's, that's something we're always on. It's something we've always had. And uh, yeah, you know, as things change over time and I think last year, um, you know, during um, COVID, especially even though COVID's still going on last summer with the travel restrictions, we saw Copper Harbor just saw a boom of people traveling within the state of Michigan. So, um, you know, the trails were as busy as they've ever been. And I think that just brought a little more attention to um, some of the land owners making sure that they are adequately covered. So, yeah, that's just part of the process of the club is to just make sure everybody is um, happy and content with, with what we're doing out here. Now, as somebody who used to work in finance, I'm kind of curious, when you go to somebody for insurance for bike trails, is that a niche product <laughs> or do a lot of companies offer something for you? That is a niche product, and that's part of the delay of some of these trails opening is it's just not like you're calling Geico and getting a quote for your car insurance. And at the end of the day, you <laughs> say have 15% in, in 15 plate, minutes you know? or less. Yeah. So there, there's lots of little details that have to be combed over. Um, and that's just part of the process that's taking a while is just, we want to make sure all those details, all those boxes are checked. So, you know, that's, it's just a process. You just can't go and order uh, bike, bike liability insurance for a municipality overnight. So, yeah, that's part of the process we've been working through for the last month. And you mentioned that you have an executive director. And so obviously you have some funds coming in. Is that mostly from, you know, passports or memberships or dues or is it from another source? Yeah, it's it's a combination. Um, so a lot of it is um, business owners that become partners with the trail clubs. So we have different level business uh, levels of partnerships. So that's everything from hotels to restaurants to um, just all types of businesses all across the peninsula. Most of that is just local, regional people that are um, there, you know, see the benefits of the trails to the community. Um, and then we also have private memberships for families and individuals that also are a big support of the club. So, and we do get some sponsorships from different, uh, our events are sponsored. Um, so then we get money from those revenue sources. Then a lot of times we're also looking like when we get, we're applying for grants to get a lot of these trails built and stuff like that. So a lot of the grants have matching funds from either the state, we've gotten grants from the Portage Health before. So a lot of those are like the projects we have are getting money donated through grants, um, working with different um, either nonprofits or, um, you know, even the state and the DNR and stuff like that. Now, speaking of events, one of the biggest ones of the year for you is coming up on this weekend, and that would be Trails Fest. I believe this is the 28th edition. Yeah, it's um, it's actually coming up over Labor Day. So, yeah, it's the 28th, um, you know, annual uh, Trails Fest. Last year it did not run because of COVID. That's the only time it didn't run in its history. And it's probably up there with one of the longest running cycling events in the country at this point. And, um, yeah, so that's um, three days or really, you know, three days 
going on, um, everything from kind of the thing you might have, people might have seen the pictures the most of is our classic mass start cross-country race where, you know, two to 400 riders start in downtown Copper Harbor. Um, this year they're riding out towards High Rock Bay on the Point Trail. So that's like a mass start event. We also have a downhill specific event where on one trail, um, some of the top downhillers in the region come. This year, that's going to be over at the East Bluff Bike Park, kind of brand new trail that's just opening right before the event. Doesn't have a name yet. And then the kind of the newest, um, I guess, style of bike racing these days is an enduro where um, you have five different time stages on different trails and then you ride between those different, um, you ride on different routes to get to those time stages. So it's more kind of a relaxed event. You can ride with your buddies, you get to the top of say Red Trail, then you each take a turn getting time from top to bottom. And then the person with the combined time with the least amount of time wins that event. And then we have uh, King and Queen of the Hill. You have the opportunity to participate in all three of those events. And then we crown one King and Queen of the um, of those events to kind of take home the top honors of the weekend. And we also do have a 10K running race, too. So the person that's the King and Queen, if they also decide to do the 10K running race, we call that beast mode, and then they can win total top honors of the whole weekend. That sounds like a lot of cycling. Do you have a lot of people interested in beast mode? Uh, beast mode is, like, I'd say, a handful of people at best. You know, it takes a certain type of individual. And that's, you know, that's the racing um, that's going on in the weekend, in the um, in the evenings during the... We also have a kids race, too, that's happening. Um, I think that's on, let me think, I think that's on Saturday. Yeah, up at the Mountain Lodge, we have a junior mountain bike race, a couple different age categories in that. So you can get your kids out here. That's on those easier back nine trails. Um, and then each evening, Saturday and Sunday, we bring live music to the park. Um, the whole community park is kind of fenced off. Um, and there's bands each night. This year we have uh, Saturday night, we have Uncle Pete's All-Star Barbecue Blues Band playing in the park. And then on Sunday, we have a uh, group out of Minnesota called Four on the Floor um, at 7. And then opening for them, we have Anthony Shepard kind of playing music. Well, there you have it. Trails Fest happening September 3rd through 5th. Christopher Gee Bear from the Copper Harbor Trails Club. Thank you for joining me on Copper Country Today.